So if you're anything like me at all, you are a big kid at heart. Uh, I got an 11-year-old. I got a 9-year-old. Both boys. Both love playing with toys. Although I will say they get way into more Minecraft and Robux these days. But that's okay. So, But this episode, it's all about toys. Uh, whether you're a kid or in the industry. So if you're watching the video portion, you can see now I have a, I have a beautiful truck held up right here. And this is actually from McKay and Company. John McKay, he's the owner of it. They're a great company in our industry. But this is one of the trucks that they had built uh, over at First Gear. So First Gear is the company that makes these things. It's a very interesting process. This is not buying a Matchbox car at your local Walmart. This is something much more intricate, much more collectible. They've been around for 30 years. They're celebrating their 30-year anniversary. My company's been around for eight years. I can't imagine it making 30 years and surviving as a company, especially when the toy industry that's really been kind of decimated a lot with online retailers, Toys R Us going bankrupt, all these things. But they've carved out a great niche, a great product. It's not just trucks they do. They do all kinds of things. Erica's on this episode. She's going to talk a lot about their company, what they do, how they do these things. So I hope you enjoy the episode. And without further ado, let's go ahead and we'll kick you into the episode. Welcome to the DL, everyone. We are here today to talk about my favorite subject matter of all time. And this is not only because I have boys, I consider myself a big kid as well. And that is, we're gonna talk about diecast trucks, toys, all these things. You're gonna see a whole bunch of them. I'm sure you've seen them around in our industry. So I've brought in someone today. Her name's Erica. She's with First Gear. Erica, welcome to the DL Podcast. Thanks for having me, Tyler. So. First of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold one up here. Like, and you remembered, like I, I was I was I was telling her beforehand, I'm like, yeah, we got one of your trucks. She's like, yeah, it's a Mac Anthem. Uh so we we got one of these guys. And first of all, I, I'm sure people in our industry have seen these before, but I gotta say this, the like the level of intricacy that goes into these things is absolutely unreal. This is not like buying a matchbox car from from my local Walmart. Uh, but I, I'd love to hear a little bit about first gear. As I understand it, you guys you guys have been around for a little bit and you got some milestones you're hitting here over at your company. Absolutely. So we were founded 30 years ago in Dubuque, Iowa, which is right down the road from where our current headquarters is right now in Fiesta, Iowa. And for 30 years, we've been making these highly detailed die-cast replicas for all different types of customers. You know, we target different industries for trucking, construction. Um, utility companies, you name it, we do it. And you're absolutely right. Our replicas, they aren't your standard Hot Wheels vehicle that you may pick up at Walmart. When we go and design these products, we make sure that we are making them as authentic as possible. And we also incorporate a lot of detail. Yeah. So I guess what I'm interested in is the process, right? So like, I know we went through this with your company. And when I, when I first started, I was like, oh, just call them up and order a truck. And I'm sure we'll have it like in 30 days and a whole bunch of them. But it's a bit of a process from what I understand with the design and everything. Can you talk a little bit about what happens when a customer's like, hey, I'm interested in buying a bunch of these trucks. Like what, what goes on? What's the process like? Absolutely. So a lot of people are familiar with, you know, making custom hats, custom t-shirts where you just call and within a week or two, you've got a bunch of swag on your doorstep. Unfortunately, our products do take a lot longer because we actually shoot these metal die cast parts. Then once we shoot them, we have to go and take them apart, make sure we go and paint them appropriately, add graphic decoration where it's required. And then even from a packaging standpoint, if the customer would like their 
package decorated with their logo or company information, we can do that as well. And all of this is done overseas. So typical lead time is about six months for a custom product. Yeah. So do you guys have to do that every, I mean, it, it seems like you have every make model possible is, is it, at least when, let's talk about commercial trucks first. Is it, is it like the sky's a limit or is there certain models you can't do and do you have to like retain the rights from Mac or how, how does that work when it comes yeah. to making a diecast replica? Absolutely. So we work with all the major OEMs, Mac, Peterbilt, Kenworth, International, Freightliner, Volvo, you name it, we work with them. And we have all officially licensed products. Um, so when you get it from us, you know that we are working with them and we are meeting their specifications for what they would like with their replicas. Now, when we go to uh, production with these units, a lot of it is OEM driven. So if they want to have specific features on the diecast replica, we make sure to incorporate that. And part of the reason why the lead time is so long is because a lot of times when we go and produce these for customers, each model is unique and it's not um, economical to have thousands of these just laying around because everyone will be different and it's not easy to just go and paint them a certain color or add graphics as needed. Yeah. It, again, they're just so intricate and so different. So like another example I have here. So John McKay, we, we've had John McKay on the podcast before. And as I understand it, he's got actually quite a collection of uh, die cast in his lobby at his at his office there. So I can imagine he's had quite a few of these come through with you guys. Uh, but this is an older one. This is a Ford, right? Like Ford's been out of business selling commercial trucks. I know Sterling and then Sterling obviously was discontinued by by Daimler. So what do you do on like these old ones? Is there still IP? Like if I asked for like an old model truck that doesn't exist, does it, can you just do that? Or do you have to go track somebody down or what's that look like? We can do that. So with your newer model trucks, we partner with the OEMs and they provide us with actual engineering files that we can reference when we are laying out the 3D patterns and doing the tooling process. Now, if it is a model that's been discontinued for years, what we can do is, you know, possibly reach out to OEMs who may have that information, but if they don't have that information, we'll find the unit out in the field. We'll have our engineers go out there, take measurements, write down details about what features would need to be incorporated into the design, and then we'll go ahead and roll that out into new diecast tooling. So I see behind you here for people watching the, the video portion, you have like all kinds of other things besides trucks. Like I, I honestly, up until recently, I thought you guys only did trucks because I guess I'm in the truck market, right? But I, it looks like you got farm tractors and excavators. Like where, what else do you have there? Like what, was there really a we limit do. here? Yeah, so it, our specialty is your diecast truck replicas. The, this is a 164 scale model. It's similar to your Mac Anthem. But in addition to that, we can do different sizes. We work with Komatsu to make replicas of their mining equipment. This is an example of one of their dump trucks. It is 150th scale. It is quite heavy. And what's awesome about it is even when we're doing these larger models, we're still incorporating lots of different features. So this particular one, you can open up that dump. And even if you look at the front, you can get all that ladder detail in there. Uh, another industry that we work with quite a bit is some of your construction. So this is a front discharge mixer. And same thing where you can even get that drum to roll. And on the side, if you want your graphics on the cab or go and put a year on the tank so that you can designate when it was produced, we can incorporate all that. And even the, the back ends of these can even open up to show that engine detail. 
Um, another item that we can do is a dump truck. That smaller scale, this one is considered 134 scale. It's a matte granite. You can even put that snow plow feature on the front, which is a lot of fun. Um, farm and egg industry is really big. This is an example of a case, Sager 45, that we produce for them. All of these have free rolling wheels, so you can go and drive them wherever you like. And if you're looking for something other than die cast, we can do things such as holiday ornaments. This is an example of a waste management truck that we did for them. Another fun product line we have are our Lego compatible building block sets. And these are all customizable as well. You can pick the colors. You can even pick what detail you would like on these little action figures. So it's a lot of fun. We can cater to all different industries and help people with their branded promotional product needs across the board. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I didn't realize like the Christmas ornaments and you have the Lego compatible stuff. Now my mind's going. Now I'm, I, I'm kind of smiling here to Kara across the camera. I'm like, uh, can we get some of this cool stuff around here? Because I, again, I'm just kind of a big kid at heart when it comes to these. So a question though about like the different ratios, right? The 164s, the 150th. Is there is there something that's like more desirable or what is there a reasoning behind those? Or is it just like people want certain sizes? How What's the meaning behind all those? Absolutely. Um, a lot of it is driven by how desirable things are. So historically, your tractor trailers, such as this one, which was 164th, it's about 12 inches long. That's what we do for the trucking companies. We've even done models for the towing industry that are that same scale. And they still have a lot of fun functionality to them. Um, as far as the construction equipment and utility companies, whether it's a bucket truck or a digger derrick, a lot of those items are 134 scale. They're a bit larger. And it's just kind of been um, industry-driven as to what people prefer. But in addition to that, there's also a lot of feedback that we take into consideration from the collector market. And a lot of the collectors want certain sizes of product. Um, depending on what it is that they're doing with them. A lot of them will set up dioramas and they want all the trucks to be the same size that everything is to scale properly. So that's interesting you bring up the collectors. So I know when we did our truck, I, I think you guys, I don't know if you guys did a, a press release or put something out there on social media, but all of a sudden I'm getting like handwritten letters from people in the mail like, hey, I know you guys got a truck. I don't care what they cost. Can I buy one? And I was like, what is going on? Is that just like the collector market knowing these are harder to get things because they're one-off runs and, and people are, are trying to find these things? There is a huge collector market for this type of product. And we, as a company, have one side of the business that focuses on doing custom programs for customers like yourself. But another side of the business is dedicated just to the collector market. And we call that our showcase product line. So there is a tremendous following and you do get some crossover between those two when the collectors find out that there is a diesel laptops truck out there. They want to make sure that they can add that to their collection. So it's a lot of fun and it's kind of wild to see how prices um, can escalate very quickly with these products. Um, typical 164 scale diecast truck may cost around $100, but depending on how rare it is and how unique it is, there's some out there that'll go for upwards of a thousand dollars on eBay. You know, I was going to ask that question. It feels kind of like baseball cards almost, right? Like there's that, there's that rarity out there and I'm sure someone's got one sitting on a shelf somewhere. That's, that's probably valuable. So 
yeah, that's just, uh, that's, that's absolutely amazing in, in that marketplace. So yeah, but we did, we put them on the website, we put some for sale and I think we actually, you know, sold a couple on there. And, and by the way, I know I told our team to like, Hey, go, go talk to first gear. Do you know another set coming? Is our team working with you yet on that? There are, yep, there are some discussions going on. I think your team is still kind of narrowing down the scope as to what direction you'd like to take. Yeah, well, I I appreciate everything you guys are doing in that industry. And, and one of the things that you mentioned before we came on the air was the fact that you're saying, man, there's there's not many companies left in the industry. Can you talk a little bit about what's happening? Is that just the toy industry in general? Is it the collector industry or consolidation? What's kind of happening in, in your world? Sure, sure. Well, a lot has happened, you know, in the 30 years since our company was founded. Our founder actually came from Earl. And over the years, some of your bigger toy companies, they've been acquired and bought out. Um, even for us, that first year, we purchased Diecast Promotions. Uh, that company was a leader in the 164 scale tractor trailer market for decades. And we ended up purchasing them. And that's how they um, were acquired. But a lot of that has happened in the industry. Um, and then even from like a collector following some consumer preferences have changed over the years. And if you're not evolving in this industry, unfortunately, you go to the wayside. Well, let's talk about supply chain a little bit. Like I always like to ask other companies how they're how they're dealing with it and how they're handling. It. I know with us, man, you know, two years ago, we came out with this new tool. It's really cool. It's the phone had a bunch of chips in it and then we sold out and then it took us like a year and a half to get more. Have you guys, how's the supply chain? Cause I know obviously the, you know, you're doing some stuff overseas and whatnot. Are you guys okay there? Is it backlogs? What's it looking like from your side? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's been wild, especially with COVID. We experienced a lot of the same delays that other people were experiencing who import product. Um, even though our headquarters is here in the United States, we do produce these overseas. So we have containers being loaded on boats. And once the boats hit the port, whether it's West Coast or East Coast, you need to get it loaded on the rail. And unfortunately, if the rail's not moving, your product's not moving. But once you do get those trains moving, um, the final leg usually is on a truck with a chassis, and then it's delivered to our facility. You know, a lot of talk this week has been what's going to happen with the rail. And it sounds like we may have some good news there. So luckily, we won't have to experience those delays. But that is something that we always take into consideration when we are doing these programs is what does the typical lead time look like? And if our customer has a big event or show that they need the product in hand for, what can we do to accommodate it and make sure that those items are there for them when they need them? Well, it sounds like you guys are working through it just like we're trying to work through it. And I, I think if any, it's actually really interesting. You know, two years ago, everyone was kind of upset things weren't at the stores and they couldn't get things or took two months to get a washer and dryer. Everyone kind of now seems to be like, yeah, it is. It is what it is. They, they got to deal with these things. And um, as I was, I guess I was looking there, like people at diesel are always asking me, well, do you guys do automotive? And I, I try, I try like heck to just like not do automotive. I kind of get drugged into a little bit, but I didn't see any samples of automotive, but that seems like a big market. Is that just something you guys kind of stay away from and stay in your lane? Or is that a piece of the puzzle as well? It is a piece of the puzzle as well. Uh, we work with OEMs such as Chevy, Ford. Um, for a while there, we were working with Dodge. And typical scale for those is 125th, which is a bit larger. So there's still definitely a market there for it. Um, but as far as popularity goes, it it is a little less popular than some of our other items. Yeah. Well, I love everything you guys are doing over there. Um, again, it sounds like every industry, right? It's got its challenges. It's got its ups. It's got its downs. It's got all these things going on. 
anything big coming down the pipeline? And, you know, driver appreciation week, you were just saying, so like, it sounds like it's your busy season. What do you guys have going on over there? Yeah, Driver Appreciation Week is very big with not only trucking companies, but also companies like yourself that help, um, you know, whether it's truckers or three pails, that sort of thing. A lot of these companies will make custom replicas to use as giveaways. Um, another big thing that happened for us this week is with our 30th anniversary, we've been dropping limited production runs of trucks. And we dropped one earlier this week and it sold out within a matter of hours. It was just wild. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask that. Do you, you guys do like some normal stock runs then it sounds like of just generic stuff to sell in, and the custom? Is it is it two different things you guys do? Absolutely. It's two different things that we do. So one side we do that custom and the other side we cater to the collector market and that would be our showcase product line. Yeah. So when you do the runs, is that just on your website or do you guys have distribution or where where do people find those things? Absolutely. So when we do those runs, you can see them a lot of times on our website. We also partner with an extensive dealer network where some of these dealers, their exclusive runs that they get their hands on. So you need to reach out to them if you want to get your hands on certain items. Yeah, I can see the whole collector angle here, right? Like I remember like Beanie Babies at McDonald's back in the day, right? Like people would be lined up for hours just trying to buy Beanie Babies because like I might be the one that comes out just this day or whatever it was. So I, I get it. I've been looking for a hobby. and I mean, I always go back to the diecast stuff. I'm like, man. But I know myself, I'm like, man, I'm going to go, I'm going to go on eBay. I'm going to go to these places and just like buy a bazillion of these things and, and probably screw myself up doing that. And then I'll get some, somebody who's probably not happy at me at, at home. Right. But, uh, it is a, it's a pretty amazing collection. Like I was talking about McKay and a company, just seeing pictures of their lobby. I can just imagine there's a lot of collectors at their houses, uh, with these big displays. Have you seen some of these are like, there like many museums out there that have collector items like this. Absolutely. Yes. The crew down at Freight Waves, I know they have Freight Alley, which is a whole area full of trucks over the years. Um, some of them are fallen flags trucks that are no longer, you know, out there on the road. Some of them are, you know, trucks that you look out your window and you might see running down the road. There's a big variety for it. But even from a collector standpoint, um, our company has a Facebook group for our collectors. And sometimes it is just wild the rooms full of diecast that you see with some of these collectors. And, you know, it's interesting because our subject matter varies so much. You know, we dabble in a little bit of um, your pop culture. So we did an Elvira truck last year. We've got some ACDC trucks. If you're big into rock music, you can pick those up. Um, or if you just have a passion for trucking, like I said, we have a lot of fallen flags trucks that maybe growing up, you used to see it, you know, going down the road next to your house, or maybe your dad drove that truck. So you want to have that in your collection. Um, there's a little bit of something for everyone. Well, again, I'm a big kid at heart. I love these things. I, I love anytime a company comes up with something I enjoy. You guys make a great high quality product. I, I've never, I've never seen one or heard anyone complain about the quality coming out of first gear. So you guys do a tremendous job there. If people want to learn more about First Gear or connect with you, where should they go? Absolutely. So you can go to our website, firstgearonline.com. And when you're on that website, you can find all of our showcase products. So if you're looking to put something in your own personal collection, you can shop there. Or if you want to learn more about our customization capabilities, we also have a section on the website dedicated to that. And if you'd like to reach out to me directly, I'm on LinkedIn. You can check me out at Erica Rice. Um, or you can drop me an email or send me a or give me a phone call. Well, I know for sure now that I'm going to go on Facebook here tonight and go join up to that, uh, the first gear fan page, it sounds like, because that's the exact stuff I like to watch, look at on Facebook. So thank you very much again for coming on. We're going to call this an episode. 
And as we end every episode, it's not just diagnostics, it's diagnostics done right. And while these might not need diagnostics, they are awesome to collect and have in your collection. Definitely conversation pieces. I love them. My kids love them. Adults love them. Check out First Gear. So thank you for watching and listening. Like, comment, share, subscribe. It all helps us. We'll catch you on the next one.